providing real solutions for real business challenges. Welcome to FNF Unplug, Season 4. Conversations with professionals across the country, exploring business topics and empowering personal growth in real estate, financial services, and the title insurance industry. Greetings, everybody, and thanks again for joining us on another episode here of FNF Unplugged. Very happy to have with us today Barry Miller. Barry is with Barry Miller Law in uh, beautiful Florida. And we're going to talk today about a topic that is becoming more and more, I'll say, important. Important in that it's being now regarded as important. It's always been important. But now it is something that is uh, coming to uh, the forefront in the mortgage and title industry. And part of it has to do with our friends at the CFBB and elsewhere. But we're going to talk about working with the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, Barry has done some great things. And Barry, thanks so much for uh, talking uh, with us here today. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Besides being an attorney, I'm also president of the Closing Agent LLC. And we're a uh, large independent title company throughout Central Florida that we have seven offices. And we've been in business for, uh, well, we just celebrated, I think, 32 years. Wow. You know, you and I obviously start. Yeah, we started back in the 20th century. It sounds like it's so far ago. And Barry, just, uh, you know, something we always ask our guests, how did you get involved? You know, as, you know, coming out as a young attorney, uh, how did you get involved in uh, title and settlement? Well, I started my practice uh, actually doing commercial litigation. And, you know, it was good. It was fun. But after a while, suing people gets a little tiring. And, you know, you see the worst in people when you sue them. So I decided I wanted to shift over to more of a happy place. And real estate and title is a little bit more fulfilling and fulfilling people's dreams of buying their home. And we do commercial and uh, residential. So we do a lot of commercial work, too, of uh, helping set up subdivisions and doing HOA documents and COA documents. So I kind of transitioned from the litigation uh, end of it into the closing and title end. Well, you know, that's uh, it's interesting because, yeah, I, I was in general practice before I began to focus on real estate. And, uh, you know, to your point about some of the uh, sort of you know unhappiness that sometimes gets involved, uh, the first element of my practice I was happy to give up was domestic relations and divorce law because it was awful. I thought it was I kept criminal work around much longer. Because as a professor of mine in law school used to say, yeah, I prefer to do criminal work to domestic relations work because at least I know who's lying. So but thanks again for being here with us today. And, and you know, there, there really, I, to my mind, there, there really aren't enough conversations about our industry's initiatives and opportunities to engage with the LGBTQ plus community. But, you know, you've made it a real centerpiece of your outreach, particularly with your 49 fund. And can you tell us what that is and how that came about? Because, uh, well, I, I just think it's an incredible story. Sure. As everyone knows, a number of years ago, we had a, a mass shooting here in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub where 49 people lost their lives and dozens more that were victims and, and injured and it really plagued this community and was really a wake-up call of how vulnerable um, 
these bars are and these places are. And not only do we see it for, you know, for in this case, a gay bar, but for other uh, targets, you know, we've now seen shopping centers and schools and other places. But, you know, this one was just really terrible of how somebody went in there and just murdered all of those people. And a lot of them were young people. And as someone who was a former president of our local LGBTQ center, I was like, what can we do? We've got to do something and we've got to make some good come of it. So I'm a big believer in education. I was kind of brought up that way that education, the more a community is educated, the better it is. And we've done that in our business. We run uh, monthly classes for realtors for free. And because we think that it be, it, the, the more you educate the realtors in the industry, it's better for the public and it's better for the process. So we decided to establish a fund called the 49 Fund, where we would give out 10 scholarships for $4,900 a year. And we did it for several years. We had the uh, city mayor and the county mayor every year at City Hall. We'd do a ceremony. All these students would have to be vetted. They went through a, they have to file a recommendation, have a great point average. But the important thing is they had to commit to giving back to the community after they graduated. And they had to demonstrate how they were going to do that. So we had students that were going to become teachers, doctors, social workers, and they all made that commitment to give back after they graduate. Even some of them were doing it while they were still in school. So we did that for a number of years, and that's one of the outreaches we've done. Our company is very community-centric based. We participate with Second Harvest every year uh, during Thanksgiving time to give food and have worked a lot with the Red Cross. We also do a lot of work with our local bar association. We have a very active bar association here, the Orange County Bar. I was uh, president for a number of years of an organization called CF Gala, which was the LGBTQ Lawyers Association here. And for example, after Pulse, the bar got very involved and we had a lot of volunteers to help the victims and the families to get funds, to get assistance and things like that. And a lot of that is continuing to go. And one of the other outcomes of that is through the LGBT Lawyers Association, we had started a free monthly legal clinic at the center where people could come in and ask questions. And then we would do a referral out to attorneys. It's so impressive to me and the senseless violence that goes on in our country. I mean, here as we're recording today, yesterday there was a shooting in Farmington, New Mexico. I've been to Farmington. It's a beautiful little town in Northwest New Mexico. And and when people are targeted in these shootings, not just random shootings, but they're targeted because of who they are or how they live, it certainly is, it goes beyond tragic. And just talking about this, I mean, all these initiatives that you've done, what is that community reaction? And I know that you're very much involved with the LGBTQ plus real estate alliance. What is the reaction? Because, you know, so many people, I mean, there seems to be no community in this country that is not touched by this at some point in time. And uh, for our industry to reach out uh, and do some of the things you've done, it's just so impressive. But what has been some of the reaction in the community and, and again, with your customers? 
Well, a number of things. After Pulse, one of the things I was very proud of is how this community came together. And we found allies from places we never thought we would. The religious community and the Christian community uh, held their hands out and helped, got involved, and really was a turning point of how they said, you know, these people are part of our community. It's not us and them. It's a we. And that was the most amazing thing of the good that came out of this. You know, it's really just that whole sense of community that's been there and comes together and has been resonating since that year. And it's unfortunate that a tragedy like that would bring a community together. But there's some good that came out of it. I think that's great. And to have that sort of work within the community and, and for someone in our industry. I mean, uh, we've, you know, Alta has its DEI committee that uh, has come together in the last few years. I, in Ohio, the Ohio Land Title Association has its own DEI committee. And that diversity, sometimes, because fair housing, obviously, is a big issue, particularly as to people of racial and ethnic backgrounds. But one thing which, and I didn't really even realize, and I think that DEI is such an educational thing for us to spend time and learn more about the different communities and what their issues, which you know, I didn't realize that the home ownership rate in the LGBTQ plus community, it's higher than it is in the black community, but lower than in all other racial or ethnic communities, 49% and that discrimination Fear of discrimination is a leading factor in regard to that. And the CFPB has just added uh, sexual orientation and gender identity in their data that's required for HMDA data collection that lenders have to do. Again, your experience and, and initiatives that you've done in your office within that community, what have you seen, especially in regard to this concern about discrimination? in the LGBTQ plus community. And how does that play in when you have your interaction with members of that community? Well, we are very fortunate here because we are such an inclusive community here, but I have seen other parts of the state where it's in the country that it's uh, not so much, you know, as an attorney, I'm also admitted in three other states and see that what goes on there. First of all, once uh, marriage was legalized for us, those rates started going up because before we could get married, then it was two single individuals. So lenders, that was, you know, one black mark to getting approved. Now that that marriage is legal, that has helped bring up those numbers. But there is a perceived perception out there of discrimination on many different levels. For those in the real estate industry, it's good to be inclusive, not only for our community, for all communities to have outreach. First of all, it's good business. I mean, we, for example, belong to, we have something here called the Pride Chamber, and that's our LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce. They're very active. There's once a month mixers. We meet realtors there. We meet mortgage bankers there. So we have someone to refer them to if they want someone from the community. But we do that with other uh, groups. We have a very large Hispanic community here, and we reach out to that community, too. We want to be inclusive to everybody and have everyone, and there shouldn't be any discrimination on any level for any community. Well, as Dr. Martin Luther King once said, in a capitalist society, the only color should be green. And I think that's very much the case. Um, you know, home ownership 
you know, there's so much discussion about home affordability and about our home ownership rates and what can we do to get people into houses. And, you know, what you're doing is so important for those communities that have felt disenfranchised or maybe have been disenfranchised. And I can relate to, you know, uh, your conversation about marriage in that um, I knew someone that uh, is two gay men here who were friends mine in Cincinnati, both veterans, and this is before they could be married. Well, they had used one or the other's income in regard to get the VA loan. If they had been a man and woman and had both been veterans, they could have used their combined income because that's the way the VA was set up. You had to be married in order to include both incomes or else you had to use the VA eligibility of one or the other. You couldn't use both. And so, you know, those those sorts of things and, you know, and, and obviously those rules were put into effect many years ago and perhaps they didn't even think about it at that point in time. But now we know. Now we know. And, and again, to be able to expand our marketplace, not only is what you're doing you know, altruistic and important as Americans, but it's important to us, you know, in the real estate industry in the bigger sense of it about what we can do. And again, we talked about a little earlier about uh, the LGBTQ plus real estate alliance. And can you talk a little bit of, to, to our listeners about that? Because I wasn't even as familiar with that until you and I talked about it and how big this group really is on a national basis. Yeah, they have chapters all over the country and you should go to their website and, and I encourage title agents to join and participate, sponsor a lunch and learn, go to one of their happy hours. You'll get to meet a lot of really good realtors that are involved in the community, care about the community. And like I said before, it's just good business and it can show the support for the community. And there are a lot of LGBTQ realtors in the country, as we can tell by the Alliance. And uh, they're just good folks that are doing things out there in the community for awareness. And your point, too, that there are so many chapters and so many groups around the country that people can be involved with. And uh, again, just another resource for those of us uh, in the title and settlement industry as to uh, sources of business. But, you know, what we can do to uh, Im improve our communities and make life better for all Americans. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt said it's never going to be a great country for uh, anyone until it's a good country for all of us. Again, what you've been doing is so impressive. And I think it's such a great message for title agents and sort of breaking into that. There's, there's a lot of people who probably just don't have experience in the LGBTQ community. In that conversation, when someone is not that familiar, how do you think is the best way? Do you think through the Real Estate Alliance? Do you think that's a good sort of break-in point? And again, you talked about some of it. Uh, how are good ways to work with those groups and make those groups realize that you're committed? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, look into the Alliance. Um, also, your local real estate board. A lot of them will have an LGBTQ group within the Board of Realtors uh, that are involved, either the local one or the statewide. And if they don't have either one, see if there's a LGBTQ center or a chamber of commerce there. There's a lot of different resources out there to connect with this community. 
Well, I really want to thank you here for your time today. I think this is a very important message, and I think uh, it's an important topic that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of other issues involving fair housing and housing advocacy for people. And uh, I encourage all of our listeners, if you are not involved in DEI, get involved. Uh, There are a lot of people who need to be included in the real estate marketplace. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunity to say, as Adam Smith said, capitalism is enlightened self-interest. So, uh, and he was an ethics professor. He wasn't an economist, he was an ethics professor. Um, So I think this is so important. And and again, an opportunity for everyone to uh, make a better country and have a better business. And Barry, again, thank you so much for being here with us today. And any comments or thoughts just wrapping things up here that come to you that maybe we haven't addressed? Well, I think we've covered just about everything. I just want to encourage, again, agents to get involved. It's good for business. Reach out. Don't be afraid to. We're a very inclusive community, and especially a community that's under attack right now. We need allies, even if it's just to show up at an event and just say, I stand with you. If there's in June, we're coming up to Pride Month, if there is in your community a uh, Pride Festival or Parade, go to it, bring your kids there, bring your family there, just to be there to say, we stand with you. And that's so important right now is to show that all communities will stand with us and we're gonna send the message that hate is not acceptable. Well, I think that's such an important message. And and in our industry, so many people have said, well, we can't really market to consumers. But I think consumers who see on a title agency or closing attorney's uh, website that they are engaged in this community, I think it does make a difference for those consumers, especially younger consumers who are concerned about who they do business with and the nature of the business that they're operating with. So again, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone for listening here in another episode of FNF Unplugged. Until next time, thank you. If you have questions, comments, or would like us to feature a specific topic, email fnfeducation at fnf.com. Thanks for downloading FNF Unplugged, a presentation of the FNF family of companies. All rights reserved. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or any endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, including Fidelity National Financial or its directors. Please seek legal or financial advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed in this podcast.